Welcome to the Fighting for Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jody Blick. Well, surprise, I decided at the last minute to throw in this little mini episode for Mother's Day. So you are getting two episodes in two weeks. And actually, you might even get three in three weeks because I think episode 64 is coming out next week. So a little flood of episodes here. But the question that I have been hearing a lot this week has been, what are you doing for Mother's Day? It's a pretty common question this time of year. There can be a lot of pressure put on our kids or on our husbands or on us from our own moms. And I've just been thinking about what a complicated day Mother's Day can actually be for so many of us. It's definitely been a conflicting day for me for many years now. Our son Jackson, the one who made me a mom 26 years ago, has been in heaven now for almost 10 years. So this is my ninth Mother's Day without him. And it will also now be my third Mother's Day without my own mom. And these set-apart days, days that are encouraged by our culture um, to be a celebratory day, truly are wonderful when the circumstances surrounding the special date on the calendar are good in your life. They can be really fun days. But for many of us, days like Valentine's Day or Sibling Day, Father's Day, and yes, Mother's Day, eventually become a huge both-and kind of day and can bring with them such a wide range of emotions. Remember, when I talk about something being both and, I'm talking about the ability and the need really to hold two very different things at the same time, even seemingly conflicting things, grief and joy, peace and pain, celebration and tears. I mean, for me, my firstborn son is in heaven, but, and, I have three amazing kids and an amazing son-in-law, shout out to you, Will, who are still here and who I delight in and love being with on a special day like this. So yes, on Mother's Day, I do grieve Jackson. And I also celebrate and love being mom to Justine and Will, Turner and Grace. And although my mom is our already in heaven, Eric's mom is still here with us and we want to honor and celebrate her for the remainder of years that we have with her too. So again, it's a big both and kind of day for me in grief. And I know for so many of you, um, I have a couple of friends this year who are facing their first Mother's Day without their moms um, or one of their kids. And so it'll be, it'll be tough for them. Those, those first couple of Mother's Days, Well, really all of the set apart days on the calendar, those first few years after Jackson died, they were just so tricky for me to navigate and sometimes still are. Even as my grief has gotten a little quieter and feels a little less overwhelming, it's still right there at the surface. I mean, I had tears last night as Eric and I were talking about Jackson and missing him. And so days like this are just, they're unpredictable for my mama's heart for sure. And I know The same is true for many of you. Now, I do know there are some of you and probably many of you listening who are not facing Mother's Day as a both and day. I mean, motherhood for all of us is actually some sort of a both and. It will be the most amazing calling you will ever have on your life, and it will be the most challenging as well, even if you don't have to face something devastating. 
your kids will struggle. There are a lot of hard things they have to face in this broken world, and you as their mom will feel all the feelings too. You will hurt with them. You will celebrate with them. You will defend them. You will fight for them. You'll brag about them. They will frustrate you, and you will frustrate them. (laughs) The joys and sorrows of even the most normal motherhood experience will encapsulate the definition of both and for sure. But Mother's Day... The actual day on the calendar for many people can be all celebration, even if there are strained relationships or your kids aren't necessarily in the best place. Usually for one day, it can all be put aside and the day can be really fun and you can feel really special or you can make your mom feel really special. Typically, your family will do whatever you want on this one day. Getting gifts and cards and not having to make dinner is awesome. So if this is you and you can't wait for Sunday and have zero sadness or complications surrounding the day, I'm kind of surprised you've even listened to the podcast this far because it might seem kind of Debbie Downer to you. And I get it. I've been there. I have had many, many wonderful years of only celebrating on Mother's Day. Many special Mother's Days with my own mom and so many great memories with my own kids and Eric celebrating me. I remember them bringing me breakfast in bed and making me gifts, giving me little spa days and doing whatever I wanted to do, whether that was a family bike ride or family games or I even remember Eric giving me some alone time um, where he would take them out to go do something fun to just kind of give me a break when they were little on Mother's Day. So a lot of celebration, and I'm glad that I soaked it all in. And so for those of you who have been, you know, anticipating Mother's Day weekend, enjoy it. Just fully embrace it. Young moms, new moms, lean into these special days. Take all the pictures, make all the memories, receive all the hugs and kisses and homemade gifts. These are special days and you won't get them back. And those of you who still have your moms here with you, enjoy her, celebrate her, listen to her stories and thank her for all she's done for you. Just treasure every year you get with her. So as you head into this weekend, ready to celebrate and be celebrated, I don't expect you to keep listening to this episode. No worries at all if you just want to turn me off here. I get it. Again, I have been there and I loved that season and I didn't want to hear about any of the hard parts of mothering. And to be fair, even as I miss Jackson and my mom, God in his grace and kindness actually is restoring some of my ability to find joy in both and days like this. I can still look forward to this coming Sunday. I want to spend time as a family. It's just that it can be and it often is a fight for joy. And so that's why I thought to do this episode. Messy days like this when it seems like everyone else around you is happy and doesn't have a care in the world can be a real opportunity for many of us to implement some of the fighting for joy tools that we have learned about on this podcast journey together. We can fight for joy and find it in the middle of hard and painful things. And yes, even on a day that can be really tender and conflicting for our hearts as daughters and mothers, even if your grief or your difficult circumstances has something to do with your kids or your mom. And I mean, if you don't have grief per se, I'm sure you have some baggage, right? (laughs) Or there can even be just distance, both physically, like living away from your kids or your mom, or relationally. Distance caused by hurt feelings, misunderstandings, or just preferences about lifestyle choices or politics or religion. 
But maybe you're not even in communication with your mom at all. Maybe you're not in communication with one of your kids. Maybe your kids are just being stinkers right now or rebelling or bringing real heartache through their bad choices. Maybe they just don't have time for you or for getting together on Mother's Day and you're not feeling loved. Maybe you chose not to have children and just feel misunderstood in that decision on a day like this. Maybe your mother-in-law relationship is strained. Maybe you wish you were a mom and feel the loss of that dream in devastating ways on a day like Mother's Day. Maybe you had to release your baby to an adoptive family. Maybe your child is in foster care or maybe you're the foster care family. Maybe you've suffered a miscarriage or multiple miscarriages and continue to feel the loss and grief of that. Maybe you just feel overwhelmed as a mom right now. You're not getting any sleep. You're not getting any help. You're just wondering if you're doing a good job. Maybe you're a single mom and the demands on you and the responsibilities you have are just too much. Maybe you didn't ever really even get to know your mom or maybe you wished for a different mom. Maybe your mom has recently died. Maybe your child has recently died. Or maybe your mom or your child died decades ago, but you're still grieving that loss. Of course you are. And Mother's Day is just another day of experiencing the brokenness that you feel. If you fit into any of these scenarios or similar ones that I didn't mention, I just want to share a few thoughts today that I am hoping will carry you through what could potentially be a tougher weekend. First, It's okay to feel all the feels. The list that I just went through is filled with tough situations, things that break your heart. So it's okay to acknowledge that things are broken and that your heart hurts. My heart is still so, so broken about Jax. I'll never forget my first Mother's Day with him and I long and ache for more time with him and to have all four of my kids together. I mean, I'll never have that again, this side of heaven. My heart will also continue to feel the void of my mom on Mother's Day. It's still hard to fathom sometimes that I will never have a mom on earth again. I mean, I had one here in my life for 49 years, and now I don't. And most of you listening, like I said, have your hard things too. But we usually don't have the ability to just stay in bed and cry this holiday away. (laughs) And honestly, as the years go on, I don't want to. And as time goes on for you, you won't want to either. You will want to get back to enjoying life and to enjoying days like this, even in the middle of the missing and grieving and tears. And when that time comes, the idea that Eric and I have talked about before, got it from Nancy Guthrie, but it's called putting your grief on the shelf. And I think it can be really helpful on days like this. It's not ignoring your pain. It's not just moving on. It's putting it aside for a little bit so that you can be all in with what you do have and who you have. Don't worry, your grief and your pain and all of the hard stuff will still be there waiting for you when you decide to pull it back down off of the shelf and lean into it some more. But look for opportunities to still celebrate apart from your grief. Look for the little blessings, the small miracles, the things that can bring joy. Seek the beauty in a day like this because it's there and you can embrace it while still missing and grieving and struggling. It's not dishonoring to your loved one who is no longer here and it doesn't mean you're letting go of your grief. It's just an opportunity to put it on the shelf for a little bit in order to find and enjoy some of the beauty of continuing to press forward in hope with those around you who need you and love you and want to celebrate you. Secondly, 
unrealistic expectations can really steal your joy. My friend Jody talks about this all the time. So often we are only disappointed because of what we set up to happen, not because anyone promised it to us or asked us about what we want or what would speak love to us and then didn't do it but because we think this is what our loved ones should do, right? They should drop everything and come spend the day with us. They should call us. They should send us gifts and say all of the beautiful things about their mom. Or maybe your expectations are on your husband. He should make your day wonderful. I mean, after all that you do, you deserve a fabulous day on Mother's Day. Just one day, you want all the things. But friends, Our kids, our husbands, our moms, none of them can read your mind. So if you're working up all of these expectations in your mind, but have not communicated them to anyone, you're definitely setting yourself up for disappointment and you will not have joy. And if you do the cringy thing of telling them that they disappointed you or didn't meet your expectations surrounding the day, remember the expectations they knew nothing about, (laughs) let me tell you, they probably won't rally. They'll probably pull away. So take a little time to think through what your expectations are for the day, if they're realistic or not, and then decide, do I need to let go of some of these or do I need to just do some communicating? Do you need to express what would be fun for you this year? Or on the flip side, if you're in a darker place, it's also super important to communicate just basically what you can handle, where your energy level is at right now. But I say this year because... Um, every year it really will be different. And as I said, those first few mother's mother's days for me in grief were so painful and I just needed to communicate with Eric what would help me just get through the day. I think with Mother's Day always falling on a Sunday, going to church can be a really hard part of the day for many people as well. Just seeing all the other moms sitting with all their children and then you're alone, right? Or maybe one of your, your children is in heaven or your mom is in heaven. Or maybe the message that Sunday is focused on all the beauty of motherhood and all of the gifts of motherhood, and you're just smack dab in the middle of the worst days of mothering. So think through how that morning might need to work. Do you want to get to church late so you don't have to visit with a lot of people? Do you need to drive separately so that you can leave early if your tears just start to flow and you need to get out of there? Do you need to check in with your kids to see if they're going to be joining you at church so that you don't save a seat for them and then it just sits empty the entire service? Just what will be best for your hurting heart this year? And again, I say this year because each year will probably be different, but just think through your expectations, communicate your needs, and give yourself and others lots of grace. I think it's also important to mention that there can be a lot of joy found in just considering things good enough, in trusting God, even in a day that maybe isn't all that you hoped it would be. Just let it go and don't hold it over your husband or your kids. Don't hang last year over their heads or bring up past disappointments. Again, usually that doesn't make people step up and enjoy you more it actually might cause them to pull away, just feeling like, geez, is this ever going to be good enough for mom? Days like Mother's Day are also a good time to check our hearts and remember why we do all that we do. Any mom will tell you that it can't be to get credit or accolades or to be properly thanked at every turn because so much of what we do as moms goes unnoticed. It just does. 
but we still want to take our calling as a mom seriously and do it as joyfully as possible to honor God, to bring him glory by loving the precious souls that he has entrusted with us, with all that we have and to the best of our abilities, not to earn the perfect Mother's Day card or gift. Now, it is nice that there is a day on the calendar that allows for some recognition and some opportunity to be honored and thanked and treated extra special. I hope nobody is hearing me say that we should not fully embrace Mother's Day. We should. I just want you to hear that learning to be content despite our circumstances and even when we're disappointed can really help our fight for joy. So whatever efforts your kids or your husband or the people in your life make, ask God to help you say and really mean that it's good enough to take it and receive it with joy. Remember, our loved ones don't have to earn our love and we don't love others only if we are well loved by them. Instead, we are able to unconditionally and freely love them no matter how they handle Mother's Day, ultimately because God loved us first. As 1 John 4 says, his love enables us to love others then as an overflow and without expectation. Third, not only can expectation steal your joy, but so can comparison. I mentioned seeing a mom at church who gets to have her whole family there when you're alone or without all of your kids. But with the internet and social media, we don't have to go anywhere beyond our own couch and our own phones to see other moms seemingly having the best Mother's Day ever, right? Perfect outfits, perfect meals, perfect family photos, perfect smiles, obedient children, great marriages, glowing words about what wonderful mothers they had and now they are for their own children, husbands who remembered to make the reservation, husbands who say the kindest things about their wives, kids giving a shout out to the moms on their social media pages. And there you are sitting on your couch in sweats, disappointed, no shout outs from your kids, no calls, no gifts, no reservations. Everyone else's wonderful day is making your so-so day or maybe even your super sad day even worse. It's a weird thing that often when we are the most lonely or the most sad, we run to our phones to see what other people are doing, which has been proven to only make our loneliness and depressive thoughts worse. So my encouragement, not just on Mother's Day, but actually on all days and holidays that have these tricky elements to them days that are tempting to fall into comparison is maybe to take a break from your phone. Don't check it, not just on the day, but maybe even on the day or two following as people will continue to post their dreamy posts, or maybe even on the days leading up to it. I mean, I've seen a gazillion Mother's Day gift guides on social media this week. Trust me, you will be fine without social media for a few days, and your heart and your mind will be better for it especially if you take this even a little further than just not getting on social media. We're not called to just empty our minds or put things out of our minds. We're actually called to fill our minds with something better. So as you put down your phone and the temptation to fall into this joy stealing comparison, fight for joy by filling your mind and your time with truth. It might seem like a pat suggestion or a Christianese type answer, but Spend time in God's word. Seriously, take out your Bible. Take out your journal. See what God reveals to you about who he is, how he views you, and about his work in this world. If you're struggling through the day, 
You seriously will not be sorry. You spent time in the comfort and the wisdom of God's word. It will help you gain some real perspective about a day like this. Now, side note, I'm not trying to make anybody guilty about posting. I will probably be posting. In fact, I'm sure I will. If you follow me on social media, you know that I love posting about my family. I actually use it as a pretty intentional way to show others that we are pressing forward in hope and to give others hope that they can do the same no matter the circumstances. That yes, we are grieving and our family is broken, but and also we have hope. We are fighting for joy. We are smiling, defiant smiles, and we are not giving up. So post, post all the things. I'm just saying, guard your heart and your mind against comparison as you see other people's posts. Guard against the temptation to look at someone else's words or photos or family or life and think, why can't I have that? Or everyone else's life is so much better than mine. Just guard yourself during these set apart days from falling into that, into jealousy, bitterness, resentment, judgment, competition, or worse, doubting God's care and love for you, thinking that you're being punished, that he just doesn't hear your prayers, that he has withheld something better, that he doesn't really love you. Counter those lies with truth from God's word, like I mentioned, and then just bask in his love for you. In fact, the love we are craving on a day like Mother's Day is there for the taking for all of us from God. He is the only one who can perfectly love us the way our hearts are longing to be loved. There's a beautiful verse in the Bible in the little book of Zephaniah that says, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He rejoices over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will delight over you with loud singing. Can you just imagine God, our big creator God, who rules over all the universe, singing loudly over you, delighting in you, rejoicing in you? As the verse says, let this extravagant love quiet you and satisfy you. Truly, God is the only one who will never disappoint us and who will keep every promise he has made to us. He's the one who can read our mind, right? He is always there for us right when we need him. So this weekend, if you are feeling a God-sized void in your heart and in your life, know that nothing apart from God himself can fill it. And instead of putting the unbearable weight of all of your expectations on your loved ones, especially your husband and kids, which oftentimes just crushes them under the weight of it all, put it all on God. It won't crush him. Ask him to meet your needs and let his perfect steadfast love quiet you and comfort you and satisfy you as you see and feel him love you just the way your heart aches to be loved. Okay, fourth, a tool that I use often and I think can be helpful on these set apart both and days is gratitude. If you're dreading Mother's Day, or are usually disappointed by Mother's Day, spend some time thinking, what can I be grateful for? When we're going through a tough season, the weight of our difficulties can overwhelm us and almost blind us to the blessings and the wonderful things that we still have, the things that are still around us. So whether you journal or make a list or just talk to a friend or to God about it, bring to mind some of the things in your life that you can still be grateful for. My mom was paralyzed and in a wheelchair for the last decade plus of her life, which 
you can imagine really limited her mobility and her ability to do so many things that most of us take for granted. But one of the things that she used to say that has stuck with me is, I don't want to just focus on the things I can't do, but on the things I can do. Now, she wasn't denying her paralysis or acting like she wasn't in a wheelchair. I mean, that would have been ridiculous. But what she was committed to, though, was gratitude and taking time to think about what was possible instead of falling into despair because of what wasn't. So whatever your circumstances are this Mother's Day, please don't act like it's not hard. You don't need to look through rose-colored glasses. It is good and right, as I've said, to acknowledge and lean into the hurt and the brokenness and to bring your laments to God. And then see if you can work on gratitude and discover and embrace some of the beauty that is still around you. Maybe the beauty in friendship, the beauty in creation, the beauty in music, in health, in creativity, in good fiction, in good food and good wine, in the kindness of others. Because yes, life is so broken that days like Mother's Day can be brutal on our hearts. But what can you be grateful for in it? Where can you see blessings? Where can you still see beauty? Fifth, I want to share another tool that Nancy Guthrie shared with us. She talked to a bunch of us grieving parents as we were getting ready to face our first Mother's Day and Father's Day without our children who had died. And she reminded us of the power of serving others. Again, it's not denying our own pain and sadness. It's just stepping outside of that for a bit to bring blessing or comfort or some type of love and care to someone else who may also be hurting. We've said it here before on different episodes, but this can really feel counterintuitive. Sometimes you just have to make yourself do this. When we're having a tough day, we we want people to kind of come alongside of us and take care of us. But when we say, regardless of if people show up for me today, I'm going to show up for somebody else, we really do get to experience a special kind of joy. It's a special kind of blessing. I don't know if it's really better to give than receive, but it's equally as important. So as you think about Mother's Day this Sunday, who in your circle or in your community or in your neighborhood has the potential to have an extra difficult day this year? Who will be missing somebody? Who will be alone? Who has suffered a recent loss or a not so recent loss? When Eric and I have shared ideas about how to help a grieving friend, we often use this as an example of something you can do when you hear about a death in your community. You can set a reminder on your phone for Mother's Day or for their birthday or for any date on the calendar that you think may be a difficult one. It's crazy how quickly life moves on for the people around someone in grief. And most likely you're not going to remember the importance of reaching out to them on these dates. So setting reminders really helps. But this Sunday, see if you can think of someone to bless for Mother's Day. It doesn't have to be anything big. Just a text is fine. In fact, I got one from a friend from church on Thursday as I was preparing this episode. All she said was, thinking of you and praying for your heart as Mother's Day approaches. I mean, so simple and yet so meaningful. And you can bet I'm going to find that friend at church on Sunday and give her a big hug. (laughs) Her quick, thoughtful text just made me feel seen in my continued grief. And it actually made me feel like Jackson was being remembered as well. So a text is a great idea. Or drop off an actual card in their mailbox. Or call them. 
or leave a Starbucks drink on their front porch. Or, you know, there is the option of going big. I mean, you could do a task for someone on Mother's Day. Instead of planning your day all around you, plan it around doing, you know, your lonely neighbor's yard work or drop off a gift card so that a struggling family can go get dinner or, you know, maybe even just visit the grave of a friend's child or mom and send them a picture to let them know your heart is with them. I mean, that means so much. You could also ask someone to sit with you at church if you see them come alone or invite them to lunch after church. Sometimes it can take a lot of courage to show up at church alone on Mother's Day. So in other words, it's not actually the act of kindness or how you choose to be thoughtful that really matters. It's the intentionality and the paying attention to others. I encourage you to try this. So maybe start with a text to somebody and This is not only a great tool for the fight for joy on Mother's Day, but on any day that you find yourself in a darker place, minister to somebody else. I think it will bring you joy. Okay, well, I want to wrap this up by saying that I really do hope you have the best Mother's Day you can. That's kind of the way that us grieving moms talk to each other about days like this, because it won't always be happy. Now, yes, it is totally fine to say happy Mother's Day. It actually comes out of my mouth naturally, too. In fact, I said it to a couple of my friends yesterday. I told them to have a happy Mother's Day weekend. But for this episode, and for those of you who aren't expecting it to be happy, I just hope it's the best it can be. This podcast continues to give me the opportunity to share my personal testimony of what is possible with you guys, even in grief, and what life can look like and become even with a broken heart and a broken family. So trust me on this. You can find joy on Mother's Day, whatever your situation may be. Look for it, fight for it, and then accept it and thank God for it. Lastly, as you think in your mind, heading into Sunday, well, I sure hope my kids call, <laughs> or I sure hope my husband bought me that gift that I hinted at, or I sure hope people remember that this is my first Mother's Day without my mom. I want you to remember where our hope really lies. Who gives us hope? And not the hope of, I sure hope X, Y, or Z happens today. Hope is a really common word in our vocabulary. I use it all of the time. But a major aspect of fighting for joy is focusing on the real hope and the lasting hope that God has given us through Christ. This is life-changing hope. It's hope that doesn't disappoint. Hope, as Hebrews says, that is sure and steadfast and an anchor for our soul. And when we are in the middle of stormy times, we need an anchor to hold us. I also love the passage in Romans 5 that talks about this hope and how difficulties lead us to this hope. It says, we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we can find joy in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and this hope will not disappoint. Why? It says, because of God's love, his love being poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. I mean, if that doesn't encourage you heading into Mother's Day weekend, I don't know what will. These are good, good words and good truth to cling to as this both and day approaches. Finally, Justine and Will, Turner and Grace, I love being your mom. It is seriously one of the biggest blessings in my life. I love you with all of my heart. And I like you. I enjoy you. 
I think the four of you, along with your dad, are the best humans on the planet. I can embrace the joy of Mother's Day because of the gift of mothering each of you. I am so thankful that God chose me to be your mom. Yes, I grieve your brother. I miss him every day as I know you do too. And yes, this grief journey has taken a toll on me. But I never want there to be a doubt in your mind that my grief has only deepened my love for each of you. But even more than the confidence and security that I want you to always feel in my unconditional and unending love for you, I want to point you to the assurance and comfort and peace and joy of God's perfect love for you. Yes, I love you with all of my heart, with everything that I have. And you, my wonderful kids, have loved me well. But he loved us first, and he loves us best. Thank you so much for listening today. If you were helped or encouraged by this episode, please share it with others. I would also love for you to find me on social media. You can connect with me and others who are listening on my Fighting for Joy podcast page on either Facebook or Instagram. You can also send me an email at fightingforjoypodcast at gmail.com. Podcasts have been such a lifeline for me in grief and one of the top ways that my soul is recharged and encouraged on a weekly basis. I truly hope that this podcast will do the same for you. Keep fighting for joy.